Do you love your work? Do you think it's possible? Well, you're about to find out. It's time for 48 Days to the Work You Love with Dan Miller on the 48 Days Online Radio Show. Whether you need a professional tune-up or a work overhaul, this is the program for you. Now, here's your host, Dan Miller. Well, hi, this is Dan Miller. Welcome into this edition of 48 Days Online Radio. Boy, I'm so full of ideas today. Just got back from Social Media Marketing World in San Diego. Met with a lot of cool people out there. A lot of people that you know as well in this podcast space. People like John Lee Dumas and Pat Flynn and Cliff Ravenscraft. Michael Stelsner and a whole host of others. So, got a lot of things to share. A lot of great questions as usual. Our theme for today is Dreaming Comes Easy. Now, if you've been listening any amount of time at all, you kind of know where I'm going to go with that. Dreaming comes easy. We'll come back and talk about that. Our sponsor today is Audible. You know I talk about reading and how it can improve your success more dramatically than anything I know. Well, if you prefer listening to books, check out my friends at Audible. Audiblepodcast.com slash 48 days. You can get a free audiobook download if you're not yet a member. And I'll tell you some titles that I recommend here in just a little bit based on what we're going to be talking about today. So dreaming comes easy. That's our theme. Well, here's some of the questions we'll be looking at. I have a fear of missing out when it comes to personal improvement. Somebody says this work is not fulfilling to me, although it pays a nice $90,000 a year and I feel it's very secure. Dan, I procrastinated for six years, then got a great job in three days when I got in the game. Here's an interesting one. Somebody wants to know, how does my son Jared move so easily and how does he go about making a living abroad, housing arrangements and so on? Well, sure how he does that. And somebody says, I've discovered I accept the success I feel I deserve. Boy, that's a heavy duty one right there. Well, here's a couple quotations to back up our dreaming comes easy theme. I, I saw somewhere this week and it's popping around out there a whole lot of places. The dream is free, but the hustle is sold separately. Now, I don't know who originally said that. I can't find an original author, but I love the thinking. The dream is free, but the hustle is sold separately. But we're going to have as our quotation today, one that's a little more established from Abraham Lincoln, who said, Things may come to those who wait, but only the things left by those who hustle. Now, we've talked a lot about, in the last few weeks, incidentally, I hope you enjoyed last week's segment where I had the opportunity to interview my friend Ken Davis, where we talked about what does it mean to be fully alive. And we talked about the launch conference that's coming up in Orlando in uh, mid-April. But uh, I loved doing that interview with him. He's a brilliant guy, great friend. And loved his insights, the things we were able to cover together. If you haven't heard that, go back and check it out. Last week's episode with my interview with Ken Davis. Now, in this idea of things may come to those who wait, but only the things left by those who hustle. I had a question just a couple weeks ago from a lady who said that she had read a lot of books that I recommended, gone to seminars, workshops, and just felt like her life has, hadn't changed. And it's been kind of haunting me since then I've, I, I because it's touches on such a common theme where people go to workshops and seminars. And I just got back from social media marketing world. There are about 2,500 people there in San Diego. And I know this phenomenon is going to be true there as well. People get a whole lot of knowledge and input information. 
So they get a whole lot of knowledge and information. They go home and a year later, nothing has changed because knowledge doesn't do anything. Knowledge doesn't do anything. You know, this is one of those pet peeves of mine and relevant to the academic system that we have in the United States where you put a big price tag and a big value on knowledge. Knowledge doesn't do squat for anybody. It has to go beyond that. Just having your head full of the kind of things that will make you win on who wants to be a millionaire or Jeopardy is pretty useless. When you can grab an, an iPhone and get the same information instantly, why fill your head with that? Knowledge is the beginning. There are three steps. I know I've talked about this. Knowledge, then understanding, then application. If you stop with just knowledge, your life is not going to change. Nothing's going to be different. want to move on beyond that, believe me. Let's share a couple success stories here. Todd Stocker says, Dan, I've used your guidance over the years to pour into my son about learning, leaning into passion. Because of that, he has said no to things more than he has said yes. And as a result, his band is now skyrocketing in his music genre. Um, Tomorrow, which would be actually, this was written a little bit ago. It would have been on March 24th. He says, they'll hit another milestone by being on Conan O'Brien. And they and we are so excited. I don't watch TV, and I know you don't either, but here's a link to the story of how it all happened. My son is on the left in the picture. Cool link. I did go there and look, check out this young hip-hop group that got to be on Conan O'Brien. What a cool thing. Well, anyway, Todd says thanks again. Hopefully we can grab lunch if and when I'm in town. Well, thanks for your note, Todd. Congratulations to you and your son for that success. Always a group is called Hippocampus. Hippocampus. Well, congratulations to Hippocampus for what they've done by leaning into their passion and making it work. Here's this comes from Ryan who says, Dan, I heard a quote last week that reminded me of your ego symbolism. Be like the bird who pausing in her flight a while on bows too slight, feels them give way beneath her, and yet sings, knowing she hath wings comes from Victor Hugo. I work from home and love my job, although it does not pay as much as I would like. I have a lot of freedom and flexibility. In my spare time, I'm working in my own side business, hoping that it one day soon will allow me to take off in flight like the bird. Thanks for all the advice, inspiration, and words of wisdom. Ryan, well, thanks for your note, Ryan. It comes from Utah. A couple more things here. I, I'm, I'm going to be sharing more about what people in the 48days.net community are doing. Jen McDonough, who's our director over there, she's involved in all kinds of activities there, is keeping an eye out for things, and she's going to send me an update that we can share here, just some of the highlights of people, what people are doing in the 48days.net community. If you aren't yet involved in that, you know, you might want to check it out. There's a whole lot of people there who are saying, I have a dream, I am understanding what needs to be understood, and I'm taking application, taking action to make things happen. I mean, that's the kind of people that are there right at 15,000 now. So you can get a lot of help. And a lot of times I just refer people back to that group, that organization in order to get the help that they're looking for even here. But here's a couple of things from 48days.net. Camelia Craigus has announced her new book. She says, it's here. I'm holding the press proof in my hand, a real book. I can't tell you what an incredible feeling that is. Um, she talks about how she was reminded about what I did with my 48 Days Kinko story, where I first went and just got some very rudimentary copies of 48 Days to the Work You Love done initially. 
she said i decided that's what these initial copies were going to be for me kind of like a lucky charm kind of thing if you want a special edition copy signed by camellia you can order it here there's a link now i'm not going to go through all the links but anytime you hear a name in this list and you want to check it out just go to 48days.net you can search the name and find it real quickly so if you want a, a special edition copy signed by camellia of her new book and her new book is what is it 38 day 38 days of different 38 days of different yeah i love the title i've already seen it love what she's put together there 38 days of different Jeremy Sabachek says, I'm going to be giving my icebreaker speech at my local Toastmaster group this coming Wednesday. It's my first official official speech for the group. Wish me luck. Well, good luck to you, Jeremy, in that. Um, Dr. James Beagley commented in Kent and Julian's Speak It Forward group. He says, just wanted to share that I recently gave my largest keynote presentation so far to an education conference in Indiana. My topic was on thinking differently about educational technology. It was very well received. A lot of people in Kent's group, speaking group, are getting their first paid speaking engagements, growing their speaking business. Obviously, Kent's a master at helping people do that. Alex Barker had an interesting post on how to start a Fiverr business. Got a lot of lengthy discussion on that. Uh, Tom Hendrickson commented, says, I was recently featured on a local TV show. I spoke about my book, Cracking the Career Code. It was a lot of fun to do this. Congratulations on that. There's a YouTube link where you can watch Tom on his interview on TV doing that. Beth Underwood, another writer here, says, My first book is now live on Amazon. It's creative nonfiction chronicling a small group of Tennessee National Guardsmen, a bittersweet story of friendship, war, and loss. It's been many years in the making. Now that it's here, I hope to have the wherewithal to promote it as best I can. Um, the Kindle version shows the cover. Regarding, anyway, good rankings on Amazon. Wanted to share the link. So, and congratulations to Beth Underwood for her new book. David Soto, Jr., says, hey guys, I was feeling pretty good last month, but somehow the wind got knocked out of my sails. Yesterday, after looking at my finances and realizing I had both a large insurance and tax bill due next month, I was feeling pretty low and even perused the want ads. But then as I was working on my to-do list last night, a word came to me, stick to And I wrote that down and then went on to publish a book on Kindle about stick to And there's a link. You can get it for two ninety nine. Congratulations to David Soto Jr. for taking his uh, desperation and frustration and turning it into a product. Derek Olson. Derek and Carrie Olson are talking about their new book in support of our book, One Bed, One Bank Account. My wife and our daughter are hitting the road. We sold, stored, or gave away most of our belongings and bought a travel trailer. We will be living on the road from April to November 2015. We will be hosting meetups in 20-plus cities across the USA. Would love to see you. These meetups are free, casual, and a great way to connect with other free spirits in your town. Please comment with what city you live in. I'll contact you with meetup details if you're interested. So that's Derek and Carrie Olson, a great young young couple. They've been here to the sanctuary. They came here for one of our Right to the Bank conferences. Went back. They wrote a book. This is their second book on in one bed, one bank account. I know I gave them an endorsement on that. they got a lot of cities that they're going to. 
Actually, my endorsement was one bed, one bank account will increase the rate of return in both your relationships and your bank account. That's an endorsement that they have in there. Got an endorsement from Jeff Goins, who said, I wish I would have read this book before I got married. Every couple needs to learn the art of talking about money, and Derek and Carrie offer a fresh perspective that the world needs. Get this book. Anyway, you know, making some things happen there. I love these stories. Erica Joseph says, uh, hi, everyone. We're sharing a YouTube video tour of our home schooling room. This will give you some ideas. We're also sharing a coupon to the number one online educational course to help you make such an important decision. So Erica Joseph has a little YouTube up. She and her daughter walk, walk you through their house and how they've got it set up for the homeschooling that they do there. Dwayne Scott says he's launching a new podcast training in April. I got a new website up for the pre-launch running today. Stop by and give him some uh, some feedback on that. It's podcastersmastery.com. Bob Fraser. Now, here's an interesting discussion. Again, this, these are all things from 48days.net. I can find at least $10,000 in hidden revenue in any small business in 45 minutes. I do this during my free assessment, which is done over the phone and with screen share. I'm using the results from my assessment as case studies for my upcoming book about strategic marketing strategies. If the business owner wants free advertising, I'll put their name in my book or they can remain anonymous. If you know of any small business owners that want to grow their business and take me up on this free offer, tell them to contact me, Bob Fraser. So again, you can check that out. Bob Fraser, last name is F-R-A-S-E-R, and have him check out your business, tell you where there's a hidden 10000 bucks. A um, couple others here. Of course, uh, Kent's Speaking Forward Boot Camp is coming up May 21st and 23rd. He's just announced a new a guest he's going to have. Dennis McEntee is going to be there. Uh, you can check that out. Let's see what else here. Barry Thompson says, uh, Hey, guys, I wanted to share that I'm celebrating two things tonight. One is 100 Days with No Sodas. Two, I've just finished and uploaded my first ebook, and you can check that out. Barry Thompson's first ebook. Well, a lot of things happening there. God, I love the stories. Thanks, Jen McDonald, for pulling those highlights together. We'll be sharing those on an ongoing basis here, week after week. The things that are happening in the forty-eight days dot net group. Well, you hear a lot of stories here about what things are doing. You know what's coming next. We want to put you in the category of champions absolutely you know every week i get the privilege of browsing through the hundreds and hundreds of stories that come in about what people are doing so if you've got a story just go to the 48 days pod actually go to the ask dan link and you can see there where you can submit your story right directly to me Go to 48days.com and click on the Ask Dan link. You'll see all the details there. Let us know your story so we can include you in this segment that we call We Are the Champions. Now, I want to I want to tell you right now, well, you know that we've got this little ongoing process, this little project where somebody asks, one person asks, why do the rich get richer? And the poor get poor. We've got, I, I've got a whole lot of content on that. And again, if you've got some opinion on that, why do the rich get richer and the poor poor? 
shoot that into me. Just shoot an email to askdan at 48days.com. Now, here's the deal. I, I've been traveling a lot. I want to spend some time sorting through the tons and tons of input that you all have provided on that. I also have 10 copies, 10 brand new hot copies of the updated Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill that I'm going to be giving out. I'll just randomly select 10 responses and 10 of you will get brand new copies of Think and Grow Rich. What I'm going to do is I'm going to make that the May 1st episode. So May 1st, 2015, we're going to devote that entire segment to why do the rich get richer and the poor get poor? I don't know. We may have to make it two or three episodes with the quantity of input that you all provided, but there's a whole lot of meat in there. I love, love, love what you all are sharing in there. Yes, there are some very common themes, and I'm excited to share what those common themes are. I mean, a lot of you are saying that it's mindset, and it kind of goes back to the Henry Ford a quotation, if you think you can or think you can't, either way you're right. I mean, yeah, I know that's tr- that's true. So you don't need to share that particular segment anymore. But what is your thinking? You know, if, if you're poor, why are you poor? If you're rich, why are you rich? If you observe that in others, why do the rich get richer and the poor get poor? Now, because today our sponsor is Audible, I want to recommend three different books for you here that I actually there actually I've got four maybe that I'll recommend that you might want to listen to as we prepare for that May 1st segment where we talk about this one particular topic. So again, if you go to audiblepodcast.com slash 48 days, you can get a free audiobook download. They have over 150,000 titles there. I mean, they're the big boys in this audiobook space. I believe in the process so much of changing your future by changing what you listen to and what you read. So Grab some of these titles. Now, the number one that I'm going to recommend, of course, is Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. I'm not going to say that that's just you know, our only basis of information for how we're going to approach this at all. But it's just as one of those that's kind of looms large, just like the pink elephant in the room. We can't forget about it or ignore it because it's so prominent in this space. Why do the rich get richer and the rich and the poor poor? But Think and Grow Rich, and the one I recommend, if you look at Audible, if you go to audiblepodcast.com slash 48 days, you can put in the title, search for Think and Grow Rich, and you're going to get a whole bunch of them. What I recommend is the unabridged version that is narrated by Napoleon Hill himself. It's seven hours and 40 minutes, but that's the one that I recommend because it is narrated by Napoleon Hill himself. Now, here's some other recommendations. You've heard me talk about Thou Shall Prosper. Ten Commandments for Making Money, written by my good friend, Rabbi Daniel Lappin. That's another one I would highly recommend. Now, that's very lengthy, and it's an abridged version because it's quite a lengthy book. But Thou Shall Prosper. Now, Daniel Lappin, Rabbi Lappin, has a new book out called Business Secrets from the Bible, Spiritual Success Strategies for Financial Abundance. I would recommend that as well, and that's available at Audible as well. So Business Secrets from the Bible. And then there's another one that I highly recommend in this space. It is Dr. Thomas Stanley's book, The Millionaire Mind. Now, it's been around for a while, but it really has the core basics of the mindset of people who end up extremely wealthy. So those are my recommendations. And go to jump on audiblepodcast.com slash 48 days. Find your title there, but be prepared for our discussion on May 1st why the rich get richer and the poor poor. 
Now, Mike says, uh, he, he titles this Fear of Missing Out on Personal Improvement. Dan, I have a fear of missing out when it comes to personal improvement. I see products I want to buy, even though I haven't fully used the products I currently own. For example, I saw in one of your recent blogs that you joined a study group for Think and Grow Rich. I was tempted to sign up myself because I've been meaning to read the book anyway, but haven't gotten to it yet. The problem is I haven't finished going through all the Tony Robbins CDs I bought when he was having a holiday sale. I haven't finished the video series for Brendan Bouchard's Motivation Manifesto or his confidence course. I'm signed up for another course that has a monthly fee, but I haven't put that to its fullest potential either. How can I get over my fear and feel good about walking away from materials I could easily afford? I always tell myself it's better to sign up for something new, something now and save the downloads for when I'm ready for them, but I don't always come back to things. Thanks, Mike. Well, Mike, you're a man after my own heart. You, you sound like uh, I, I do exactly what you're talking about. As an example, I did sign up for an eight-week course on Think and Grow Rich. I've probably participated in 5% of what they've offered. You know, they have ongoing calls. They've got a very active Facebook group. They've got worksheets, study guides, and all that. I really haven't done any of it. But I don't regret doing that because I don't expect, I don't, require myself to participate at a hundred percent to get something of value. Would I get more if I participated fully? Yeah, probably, but I don't regret that. I mean, I want to expose myself to a lot of things just like you're talking about. I have lots of Brenda Bouchard's, but I've got a complete course for hit from him that I paid a thousand dollars for. I've never opened it up. I've never opened it up. Now, again, I can think that, well, I'll get to it someday. I don't know. I might Right now, I can't even think what the title is on it and why I bought it. But I did. It was something that impressed me, and I got it. But I have a lot of materials like that that I've gotten over the years, just like you have. Um, I just enjoy the process of having the opportunity to expose yourself to a lot of things. Get bits and pieces here and there. But if you really immersed yourself totally, like in Tony Robbins' course, and you could not read anything else or listen to anything else for six months, I don't know that I'd advise that. I want you to be listening to other input, other wise people's material as well. So I think what you're doing is perfectly fine. Just go ahead and continue to enjoy things that you can enjoy. Again, I go to seminars like, like I just went to this big one in San Diego's social media marketing world. Well, they had like 130 workshops and seminars. Now, there were about usually about six or seven that were running concurrently. So you had to choose But even in those time slots, I only went to two or three workshops because a lot of the time when all these hot, very productive workshops are going on, I may be sitting in the hall talking to somebody that I had met. I'm more interested in those conferences in the networking and the personal connections that I make than just hearing more information from somebody on stage. So, you know, don't don't beat yourself up about what you're doing. I think you're I think you're doing fine. Chris says, I'm 31 and drowning in an analyst job. Dan, I'm happily married. 31-year-old, four kids, age six, five, three, and seven months. Our hearts are full and we've been very blessed. I've been working at a hospital for the past decade, first as a cardiac sonographer for eight years and now as an electronic medical record analyst for the past two and a half years. This work is not fulfilling to me, though it pays a nice $90,000 a year, and I feel it's very secure. I've also been very successful in both roles, becoming the lead sonographer and was recently named employee of the month for our department. I recognized I needed a change shortly after I started this analyst position, so I started completing my bachelor's degree. 
I'm focusing on graphic and web design, which will allow me to launch a small design studio on the side in the future. Okay, goes on. I have little time available between work, family, church, and school, but my job is soul-sucking, and I have another year until I complete my degree. I feel very, I'm feeling very antsy, but I need to continue supporting my family and myself. Uh, we don't need $90,000 a year. We have an extra $1,400 a month outside of our budget that we're using to pay for school as we go. In five years, I want my design and photography work to provide one half of my needed income so that I can drop down a part-time here. Do you have any advice for me at this stage of the game, or am I doing the right thing? Thanks for doing what you do. Your 48 Days book was great, and the podcast has been a tremendous motivator for me. Chris, well, thanks for your notes, Chris. Man, I'm telling you, you're doing a lot of right things. Boy, it sounds like you're right on track. I mean, having a job that pays that kind of money and, and having a budget where you can pay for additional schooling without going into debt, man, you're doing a lot of things right. I, I say at 31 years old, just enjoy the journey. Enjoy the process. Stay with the timelines that you've got where you can complete this next degree. That will give you some additional options. You know, this idea of being in a job where you're valued there, you're doing good work, they really appreciate you, they're paying you well. I mean, that, that's not something to take lightly. When, when I talk about doing work you love, I mean, I'm not talking about every single second is just like, you know, laying on your back eat, eating peaches and cream. I mean, certainly there are components of any job or any kind of work or business that we don't enjoy that much. But I'm talking about in general, it's something that blends your talent, your passion, and has a great economic model, something that people will pay for. So if it's doing that, don't negate the value of what it is that you're doing. And when you talk about some of these sideline things that you want to develop, you know, you're going you're gonna to have to really hustle to have those things generate the kind of income that you're used to now. And to move into those things, eh, you enjoy a little bit more, but you're going to cut your income dramatically. That may not be a, a responsible thing to do as a provider for a family. So don't burn any bridges here. I think you're on track. I think you're doing a lot of things right. But again, enjoy the journey. This is a process. This is not a, a, a destination. This is not you have to get somewhere and then stop. This is an ongoing, unfolding process. And you're doing a lot of things right that ought to be expanding your opportunities. Kate says, you mentioned in passing that you're not a fan of the income reports that are popular with bloggers and podcasters these days. It seems that some industries lend themselves more to full transparency than others and that many businesses have valid reasons for not being fully transparent about their income. Could you elaborate on why you don't use income reports and if you think there are situations where it may be a good idea? Well, interesting question, Kate. Um, <laughs> and again, I just you know, talk to a lot of people in this space who are doing exactly what you're talking about. You know, it's become pretty popular to share income reports. I'm just not a fan of that. I, I think it has very little positive potential and a whole lot of negative potential. Let me kind of elaborate on that a little bit. If I, well, I, geez, no, I, don't, I don't want to use me. I hate to even bring myself into the equation here because I, I will never do that. Now, when I do workshops, I, I just did a workshop on how to make $150,000 this year selling your knowledge. Well, I can give you examples in those six different areas that I elaborate on, that I go through and show you how to create income in six different areas. I mean, I can show you how to make $150,000 in any one of those alone. 
And when you start looking at combinations, yeah, it can get real interesting. I use $150,000 with that because I think it's a reasonable model for anybody, even if somebody's just starting off. I really do. I mean, I, but I'm not going to walk into the room and say, gee, you can make $50,000 next month, you know, if you follow this plan. I, I really resist the kind of hype, the smoke and mirrors that's offered by a lot of people out there offering up things that I think are not going to happen for a lot of people. I want real solid concrete plans, and I hope that I offer that. But on the back end, I'm not going to share about how much money I make personally by doing that. Because I think for some people, I think for some people it would be discouraging. Where they think, well, yeah, that's easy. You know, Dan Miller, I could never do that. And so it's just kind of, well, that's out of reach. I could never do that. I don't want that. I want people to know I'm just a farm kid, you know, and I just started with nothing. And I've just figured out some things along the way that have worked pretty well. But I don't want to throw it in somebody's face that, wow, you know, because I've worked hard and done these things, you know, now things are rolling pretty well for me. Now, I just, I just don't think there's anything to be gained by that. I want to be able to talk to somebody who's making $30,000 a year and encourage them. And I also want to be able to talk to somebody who's making $3 million a year and talk to them and encourage them. But I don't want where I am to seem as a barrier either up or down. Let's say that I'm making $150,000 a year and I talk to somebody who's making $2 million a year. Are they going to take seriously my advice and input if I show them that I'm making one hundred and fifty? You be you may decide that you want to make ninety thousand, like a writer that a reader that I just read a minute ago. If you're making ninety thousand, I mean that's very admirable. If you're making ninety thousand dollars and you choose to stay right there because you have balance, you're able to invest in your family, do other things in a community, serve in in the, your church or local organizations like you want to. You may decide to stay there even if you have the potential to double or triple your income. I mean a lot of people do that. So just showing the income is not the true measurement of how successful you are. I guess that's really what I want to get at. I don't think that showing your income is a measurement of how successful you are in life. So because of that, nah, I'm not going to do it. And I, I really don't encourage anybody to do it. I mean, I just am not a fan of that. If you're doing it, that's fine. You can choose to do it, but you won't see me doing it. Well, after that little rant, it's probably an appropriate time just to remind you that if you got a question, you're hearing questions here. I scan through questions every week. If you got a question, go to the 48 Days site, click on Ask Dan tab, and you'll see an opportunity there to submit your question. Or you can just shoot an email to askdan at 48days.com. Be happy to consider that and consider it again recognizing that I get a lot of them certainly don't go through all of them, but I just pull a few for every week here to encourage us all and help us dig a little deeper in how we can be more successful. Don says, Hey brother, just wanted to give you a quick shout out and a very gracious. Thank you. I've been listening to your podcast for years. I've been in a slump for just as long. Now this is really interesting. The way this develops, I dream all day long of creating some online income so that I can travel as I work but I've never been able to get enough momentum to start. I've also been out of work for most of the past six years. I have been paralyzed by the thought of entering the workforce near minimum wage. So I did nothing except tell stories to my wife about your podcast during an, a heated exchange in which I told her my frustrations and fears. She asked me, what would Dan do? 
Well, this ticked me off, mostly because I instantly knew the answer. You would tell me to just get in the game. Finally, I just made one goal, send three resumes to jobs that would pay me what I thought I was worth. I failed. I only sent two. Three days later, I was sitting in an interview for a sales rep job, even though I have no formal sales skills. On the fourth day, I sat in a panel interview with all the big dogs and was offered the job at fifty to 70000 base plus plus commissions based on my performance. Of course, I plan on being on the plus side. On the fourth day, I was contacted by the other company I submitted a resume to, and they expressed how excited they would be to have me come in and talk with them. Wow. How was I so down on myself for so long? What's even more exciting is that this is that my training doesn't start for a couple of weeks and I felt a strong urge to use this time wisely. I've been able to create a solid plan to launch an online business that I'll be able to work during the evenings and weekends. I feel like I've been born again. I urge your followers who are down and out to take your simple advice and get in the game. I would, I wish this would have clicked a long time ago. No time to waste on regrets, so I'm moving forward. As soon as I can afford it, I'm going to purchase right to the bank. I'm so excited. I thank God for such a strong wife and people like you. Thank you so much for the service you offer. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Don, thanks for sharing your story. Wow, been on the sidelines for six years, then decided to get in the game, sent out two resumes, got an immediate job offer, not a minimum wage, trust me, at multiples of minimum wage. Well, again, we, we have that thing about, you know, you can dream. It's easy to dream. Hey, remember, remember this, man. This comes from way back. Sweet dreams are made of this. Who am I to disagree? I travel the world on the seven seas. Everybody is looking for something. Sweet dreams are made of this. Who am I to disagree? I travel the world and the seven seas. Well, there you go. Everybody's looking for something. Hey, the Eurythmics. That comes from, oh, I don't know, what is it, 20, 25 years ago? Way back there a ways. Well, anyway, we'll move on from there. Um, Barry says, I heard in your podcast that you're adding a short seminar to the launch conference. I signed up a couple weeks ago and was hoping to be part of that Monday meeting with you and your wife. Please let me know what I need to do. I remember you saying to the first 20, I didn't make it bummer, but I would still love to shake your hand during the conference. Okay, here's the deal, Barry. Yeah, and I already sent Barry a note. Yeah, man, you're in. I've I've been traveling. I haven't checked on where we are and registrations for the launch conference, but but here's the deal, and this is still open to any of you podcast listeners. At launch that I'm going to be doing with Ken Davis in Orlando, April 13th through the 16th. Joanne and I are doing a pre-conference session on how to tap into your creativity. And it's just a free bonus. There's no charge for it. It's just a free bonus if you register at any of the levels for the launch conference. And I'll put the note, the link to the launch conference. Again, if you use 48 days as the code for launch conference, you're going to get an immediate $100 discount anyway. And the, the site is launchconference.tv but I'll put a link in the show notes that will take you right to the page where it gives you the discount and if you register as a podcast listener of mine you can come to the bonus sessions two hours on Monday before the dinner Monday evening on 
the 12th, April 12th, that starts the conference. And it's two hours with just Joanna and me, and we're going to just unpack, or some of you 48 days people, uh, how to unleash your creativity. Prepare us for what we're going to be doing then in launch, to discover your assets, then build a plan, and then determine how you're going to monetize that and profit from it. Anyway, looking forward to that. And again, you know, delighted to have you register for that, Barry, and be looking forward to seeing you there. Michael says, I don't really have a question. I'm just seeking advice. I'm 22 years old. I'm in college studying business, but I fear that I'm doing it for all the wrong reasons. I'm doing it just to make money so I can afford everything I've ever wanted to support a family without worrying. I know myself and I know the lifestyle I want to live, but I don't know the steps to get there. I know my passions, but I don't think my passions will be able to support the lifestyle I want to live. (laughs) Well, you, you, you talked yourself out of any reasonable solution there, Michael, but I want to encourage you to kind of slow down here a little bit and look at this differently. Yeah. 22 years old. If you're in college studying business and the only reason you're studying business is so you can make money to have the lifestyle that you want. Yeah. You, that's probably an elusive kind of goal. However, being 22 years old, being in college, getting a business degree is going to open you up to a whole lot of possibilities. Somewhere along the way, you're going to discover a passion that can lead you to something where you can make money. But don't start with making money as your primary goal. Now, this is kind of a circular argument, I realize. I keep telling you, you've got to have three legs to the stool, that being your passion, your talent, and what is there a market for? I mean, there has to be a market for the combination of your talent or your passion. Otherwise, you just have a hobby. So there has to be that potential there. But at the same time, I mean, I work with people who are artists and musicians and comedians and speakers and coaches, where if we look at those just historically, they're not things that create a whole lot of income. I mean, most authors don't make more than $40,000 a year. I mean, most authors I know haven't even haven't made $40,000 a year ever. However... If that's your passion, if that really is what you want to do, then do what 95% of other authors are not doing. All you have to do is do some things creatively, and it can give you everything that you want. And I'd be happy to share my personal stories about how writing has served me extremely well uh, as being the key to a whole lot of other things. So, again, enjoy the process, Michael, um, and enjoy the process of continued learning, but Get away from this idea of just focusing on the money first. I mean, I can introduce you to a whole lot of physicians, attorneys, and dentists, and engineers, and accountants who just went after the money, and they hate the life that they've created for themselves. Don't do that. Don't want to go there. Now, here's a question from, um, 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 don't can't remember who this was from. Anyway, the question is about Jared's Travels. He says, you mentioned in one of your podcasts that your son, Jared, has recently come back from Africa, is now looking to move, and actually they just moved last week to Costa Rica. They considered Brazil. We're going to move to Florinopolis, which is an island off the southern coast of Brazil. But because Ilea, my daughter-in-law, they now know that she's pregnant. I guess that's no secret. They're expecting twins in August. So it kind of put a new perspective on everything. But even with that looming, they didn't just say, oh, wow, we got to stay safe in the United States and, you know, make this work. No, they said, hey, we're on an adventure. Where are we going to go next? They did decide to go to Costa Rica. There were multiple reasons for that. It is a little closer to 
family here in the United States, obviously. It, they have excellent medical care there. They made some connections there in terms of networking people in advance. So they went there, but again, went to a brand new country, brand new place to live, brand new everything with twins coming in just a few months. Not a big deal. Now, here's the question that I've got. How does he do this with such ease? In other words, how does he go about making a living abroad, housing suggestions, and so on? I'm having an itch to travel the world, experience different cultures while making a living. Any suggestions on how to go about doing this? Well, oh, this is from Eric. Sorry, I missed your name earlier, Eric. Eric, this is kind of like why the rich get richer and the poor get poor. It's mostly mindset. I mean, whether you think you can or think you can't, either way, you're right. Now, Jared and I, Leah, you know, Jared is 30, what, six at this point. He's always just bounced around. You know, has been in Africa, has been Rwanda, and then in Mombasa, and then up in Nairobi, then back here, ready for their next adventure to head in another, another direction. They have friends of theirs, lots of them who look at them and say, oh my gosh, you know, you guys are living a dream. How do you possibly do that? And Jared and I are like, why wouldn't you do that? Why would you not act on it? If you really say that you have a, a dream like that, why would you not do it? That's their response. It's what's so com- What are the obstacles? What's so complicated about it? Now they're the kind of couple, they're the quintessential international couple. You can drop them anywhere on earth and in 24 hours, they're going to have a place to live. They're going to know what they're going to do to in- generate income. And they're going to have a, a converse and understanding of the native language. So they adapt very, very easily. They love the, the, the intrigue, the adventure, the challenge, the drama, the unexpected, the unknown of being dropped into situations like that. Now, what do they do to make a living? Again, Jared, Jared, is, uh, Jared makes connections like few people that I've ever met. He has a golden Rolodex full of contacts. He has contacts all around the world, but he does branding and marketing, which is done primarily online. He's on Skype all day long, talking to clients, and customers from around the world. So he has customers like Coca-Cola and General Electric, you know, big customers like that. But really where he is has very little bearing on the work that he does. So that's an advantage, obviously. Where they live geographically has very little effect. As long as he has high-speed internet connection, they're good to go. But, the, but their, their mindset is, why wouldn't you go live in an exotic place if you are thinking about that? What's stopping you? That's their approach. Carly says, for several years I've been making artisanal chocolate toffee as gifts for friends, and I've even had some friends buy my toffee to gift to others. I would love to introduce my product to others and maybe generate some side income. There are several locally owned coffee shops near me. Should I approach them about offering my product or are there better ways to sell them? Do I need to worry about any special kitchen licensing if I offer them some box products to sell? My husband and I are working on Baby Steps, Dave Ramsey's program, and I don't have a lot of capital for starting an expensive venture. Well, Carl, I love what you're doing. My goodness, a lot of people have started with that, just making some awesome fudge or candies or toffee and selling that just go ahead and get started i mean don't complicate it by trying to ramp up a commercial kitchen and all that in advance just just start selling it anybody make it available easily and yes approach coffee shops other little places restaurants near you see if you can have some of your product there and see if you can generate enough margin with them selling it there so that it's profitable for them package it beautifully 
Absolutely. Just get in the game. Just do that. Don't worry about ramping up production quantity and all until the demand is there. And when the demand is there, what a nice problem to have. Then you may be able to find a commercial kitchen in your town where you can just use it maybe two hours a day or use it one day a week. A lot of opportunities to do that where you don't have to incur a lot of overhead right off the bat, but still give you exactly what you need. Okay. Hey, one more here. One more. Man, I got a bunch of them here, but I'm going to go with with one more. Ray says, I've been going through your book and online and I've started the process to start a real career change, but it has been really hard and I wasn't sure why. So I took a couple of days working on the issue, digging deeper down inside where I've never looked before. What I found was that I have something missing. The best way I can express it is by borrowing a line from the movie Perks of a Wallflower that says, we accept the love that we feel we deserve. Except I sub out the love with success. So I accept the success I feel I deserve. I am missing the belief that I deserve success or I don't know how to create that vision. So I dug even deeper and suspect that it's a spiritual weakness. So is there a practical way to build spiritual strength? Most of the resources I have found seem to be very theoretical instead of tactical. Thanks, you're an inspiration from Ray. What a great, great question. Oh my gosh, I accept the success I feel I deserve. How often do we see that played out? I mean, we see that played out again and again and again. We see these young football players that come out of poverty, and because they're great at playing football, they get a $10 million bonus. Six months later, they're broken back in the ghetto where they came from because they did not feel they deserved the success that came to them too quickly. Lottery winners. We know the statistics there. We see that again and again. Yeah, you know, the best way to become a millionaire is to start thinking and acting like a millionaire before you have the money. Act like a millionaire. That's why I do recommend books like The Millionaire Mind. And Ray, I would recommend that highly for you. The Millionaire Mind by Thomas Stanley. Read that and see how rich people think. What do they do? What do they do in the morning? What do they say no to? What are the things they don't do? I mean, you can prepare your mind for success, and there are tactical things that you can do. Man, man, love, love, love your question. Wow, I wish we had more time to just park there, stay there. Okay, just a recap. Again, our, our, our quotation for the day is this. Things may come to those who wait, but only the things left by those who hustle. That was from Abraham Lincoln. Remember the process of making knowledge work for you. Knowledge by itself doesn't mean anything. Knowledge puts no money in your bank account, but it's knowledge, then understanding, then application. Hey, you all are doing it. You all are moving through this, doing great. Let me know your successes. Be excited to share those in an upcoming episode of 48 Days Online Radio. Stuck in the J-O-B can someone set me free? I've had enough of this. This life is meaningless. These hours don't pay enough. This work is just so tough. I need to get away. The clock is ticking, so don't delay. It's gonna take. Take all you've got to make the future you 
Take it 